Discover how you can live a glorious and supernatural life through the teachings of Reverend Dr. Kwaja Bwatenbempa. Reverend Dr. Kwaja Bwatenbempa is the senior pastor and visioneer of Holy Hill Chapel, Assemblies of God. An anointed, energetic, and practical teacher, this servant of God will inspire you with practical teachings of the Word of God that will inspire, refresh, energize, and bring healing to your body, soul, and spirit. Now to today's message. Let's celebrate Jesus, who is the owner and the builder of our church. And we continue to honor and celebrate our Father in the Lord, God's servant. Thank God also for the life of our mother. It is testimony time. And what we need to know is that every testimony has the potential to reproduce after its kind in your life, if only there is faith to fertilize it. So I pray as you listen to these powerful testimonies this morning, your faith will be empowered to receive your own encounter. Let's put our hands together and welcome Brother Matthew, Brother Matthew, to share his testimony. Supernatural groups. No limitation. My name is Mashio Yaroxin. I would like to share a few testimonies with you ever since I joined this church. I joined Holy Hill. I joined Holy Hill in the year 2015. And before then, the time that I was not part of the Holy Hill, I was fighting against this church in the very severe way that any time that they park their cars at the roadside, I always make sure I deflate all the car tiles, destroy some of their car items and then other things. Because during, during those days, I hate the church to the extent that I didn't know why I was doing that. Until one day, one of the pastors invited me to this church. So when I came, the pastor encouraged me to keep on working in the house of God because every blessing is in the house of God. So I kept on working hard and other things until I had a dream. In the dream... It was a church program that we were having at a certain place. So while we were going, the security man over there decided not to allow me to enter inside the place. So I was there, and then the certain madman was coming to me. So I was there, and then the certain madman, as he was drawing closer to me, he threw a certain bag to me that I should take the bag. They wanted to take my blessing from me, but here is the blessing that is giving it to me back. So I hold the bag. Later, the security man at the gate decided to come for the bag, and then I wake up from the dream. So over there, I, I had that encounter, and then when I came to Accra here, all my vision was to further my education. So after that encounter inside my dream, I was there, and then I had a call from a family member that where I am, and I said, I'm in Accra. And he said, okay, I should come around. He gave me the location and other things. I went and met this family member that I don't know anywhere, and then he took me to chartered accountant school, and at the same time, took me to Accra Technical University School. And right now... Right now, I have done with Accra Technical University, and then I'm still doing my chartered accountant program. Hallelujah. And on my second encounter, that one, it was a face-to-face. -face. I came here one early in the morning to come and do my NOPA setup inside this auditorium, and I saw a very quiet thing on this pulpit. Early in the morning, around 4 o'clock, I saw a very quiet thing on this pulpit. So I was afraid, and I closed the door back. So when I closed the door back, I came back again, and the white thing was still there. So the white thing jumped down here, and then it started to move. 
When it go to where our sound engineer normally sits, then the thing disappeared. So after my setup during that day, early in the morning, I came to this altar and made the simple prayers that if it was an angel that came here to bless this auditorium, I received my blessing first before any other person. Wow. So I made these simple prayers during that morning and then I left. So on that very day, I came back to church on that very day. When I came, I was standing by the microphone bearers. I was over there and then a certain oil from the sky hit on my forehead. So I fell down. I think majority of the media guys will remember this testimony. I fell down sometimes ago inside the auditorium. That was the reason why I fell down. And an oil from the sky fell on my forehead. So, Hallelujah. So right from there, right from there, I had another encounter to start working on the chair generator. So one day I was standing at the chair generator working and then somebody was passing by and gave me an envelope. To the glory of God, I opened this envelope and it was full of dollars. It was full of dollars. When, when I changed the dollars into CDs, it was 10,000 Ghana CDs during those times. Hallelujah. On that same generator, I was there working and then another man also passing by. He handed back an envelope again to me. When I opened the envelope, it was some documents, it was some motor, motor bicycle documents. So the motorbike that I was, I'm been using around, those of you who have been seeing me around, it was a seed that somebody gave you to me inside the church. And beside that one too, beside that one too, at the same generator, I was working the, at the same generator. And then a certain man was also passing by. A certain man was also passing by. He handed another envelope to me. So I opened the envelope again. And it was full of dollars. The same dollars. I changed that dollars and it was an amount of 5,000 Ghana CDs. So I thank God for where he took me from and where he has brought me to. I thank you once again. Wow. Let's celebrate Jesus for this powerful testimony. If your tie ever got deflated some years ago, you have seen the one. But the good news is that Jesus has changed his life. Instead of deflating ties, he's now working in the church, servicing the church generator, which is producing power for this auditorium. Let's give Jesus a big hand of praise and celebrate him. What it means is that there is somebody sitting in this auditorium who is about to have a similar encounter. Your life is about to change. Give him a shout of praise. Now let's welcome Pastor Gideon with another powerful testimony. Supernatural growth. My name is Pastor Gideon and I want to thank God for this testimony. And I want to thank God for the life of my father for the opportunity to share my testimony. And so growing up, my dad was very wealthy. We lived a comfortable life and I needed nothing. And so along the line, he lost his job and things became very tough. Then he left us to go and work outside the country and then we never heard from him for a very long time. So I used to struggle with my mom, you know, sometimes I'll go and do some menial jobs construction work and all. And so along the line, I had the opportunity to join the military. And when I joined the military, that was when 
you know, uh, things started turning very, very worse. And so I think two years into my career, my mom also passed. And I became very devastated because this was somebody who really suffered to take care of me. And so the time I also got something small and then I could take care of her, then she left me. So I became very depressed. And um, along the line, I used to drink, I used to smoke. And then also I, I had this very bad lifestyle of, you know, chasing girls and all that. We could come to circle and then, you know, come and club and all and then go back home. And so I think before I came to Holy Hill, three days before then, I locked myself up in a room. I had food, I had water, I had drinks, but I didn't have appetite. I was just crying all day, thinking and remembering all that has happened to me. And so I came out in the evening to take some fresh air. That was when I met some ministers from this church who had come from soul winning and they invited me and they gave me a flyer. So when I went back inside, I looked at the flyer and I was like, ah, this church is the same church that um, a very close friend of mine also invited me some time ago, but I, I kept swerving him. So I was like, ah, these people are the same people I used to, you know, chill with and do all the wrong things with. And if they have been able to invite me to church, then it means that they, they, they might have seen something very substantial. So I decided to come. And before then, when I was inside the room, I was having voices talking to me to end my life because there was nothing for me in it anymore. But when they gave me the flyer and I was thinking about this church chest thing, the voices ceased. So I decided to come. And on that very faithful day, we hurried and we came. And I remember I was sitting right here. I was sitting right here and Papa was ministering powerfully and I was struggling not to shed tears. And in the service, I, I decided to give my life to Christ and a burden was lifted over me. And now I'm gloriously married with two wonderful daughters and I'm also a pastor. I thank God for this very powerful testimony. Amen. He said he used to come to circle to attend the club, but now he comes to circle to church. Put your hands together for the Lord. This is what Jesus can do. Father, we thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
and don't think God needs your money. So as you drop your offering, you have sat down. Please, you are making a big mistake. Stand on your feet. We are dancing. We are singing. We are shaking our body. You cannot. There's nothing that you have that you can give to God to impress Him. So don't bring that attitude. I'll drop your offering. Pam, you have gone to sit down. The offering is not a thanksgiving. The offering is a show of appreciation. The thanksgiving is use yourself. I want to see everybody standing, dancing, shaking his body. That's that's what the Bible tells us. Let everything that had bread praise the Lord. Be careful of spiritual pride, please. Everybody stand up. We are dancing. We are thanking God for the end of man. If you were an obituary today, you'll be lying there very still. So tell your friends and neighbor, I beg you. Offer proper thanksgiving. Don't take God for granted. Everybody, if you see anybody not dancing around, raise your hands. Let me come and find the person. Everybody, whatever you are, shake your body for him.
Somebody give a clap offering. How many of you here? The Lord has been good to you. Every good thing in your life came from God. How many of you want to give credit to Lucifer? You see? The Bible says that every good and perfect gift so that your beautiful nose that men are chasing don't give it to them God gave it to you every bad thing in your life came from the devil but every good thing in your life came from God give him another clap of it. every good be careful you know? many many people God has gifted them made them beautiful they are proud serving the devil giving credit to who does not deserve credit anything good so I'm asking you do you have anything good anything good you may not recognize God but one day he will judge you because the devil only steals kills and destroys so if there is anything good you can dribble football you can sing you can write you can talk you can dress you can drive anything good turn to your neighbor and say neighbor anything good don't be proud anything good the bible says all good things came from God so when it is time to thank him please do it with all your heart and jump and shout and scream and bless him so I've given birth you are like this you are like this some of you think because of the food that you are eating that's why you are nice go to America they eat good food when you see their shape you know that food can destroy a man. Every good thing in your life. Those of you sitting at the top, you are so blessed that you are up. If Jesus is coming, you are very close. Every good thing. Everybody that have come here today, Jesus welcomes you. 
Now, I want you to turn your Bible to Mark chapter 10. And you are reading from 17 to 21. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and knelt to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why called me good? There is none good but one, that is God. See, this is what I'm talking about. There is nobody good but one. That is God. So even when people do you good, it's God that moved them to do it. Don't give the credit to the wrong people. That's why sometimes people who do you good can turn and do you bad. Because they are not the source of the goodness. But God is always doing good. Good master. He said, no one can do good except God. He said, thou knowest the commandment. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and thy mother. And the man answered and said unto Jesus, Master, all these things I have observed from my youth. I've been practicing all these good things. Jesus then, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest. One thing. You have done everything. But there is one more thing you lack. One thing thou lackest. Go thy way. Sell whatsoever thou hast. Everything you have. Sell it. Give to the poor. So nothing entangles you. You are free from material possession. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come. Take up your cross and follow me. You can't have Jesus and have the world at the same time. So Jesus told the man, go and sell everything. Give up everything you have. Follow me. If you follow me and you give up everything you have, you've taken the wisest decision of your life. You see, people don't know the value of salvation. So many are holding on to many transcend things to lose it now jesus is talking to us it's better you give up everything you have and have me than to have everything minus me so all this talking about when i came to christ i left this i left this it doesn't come here go and sell everything you have because having me is having all things the church people ought to understand Sell everything that you have. If you have to give up everything. Everything and follow me is better. The man asked a question. How can I receive eternal life? Now according to Bible historian. This man was a rich man. So Jesus is trying to tell us that. Eternal life makes you rich than your riches. When a man has eternal life. He is a real rich man. Not material things. So in your life, what are you going to pursue? Are you pursuing after eternal life? Are you running after what to gain after serving Jesus after this life? Or you are running after the things of this life? The other day I saw somebody die in Nigeria 
they put him in a BMW. They say they want to bury him. If I, I was in that village, that evening, no, I'll become a Galamse man. No, you can't die. We will bury you with BMW. You are finished, you are finished. The BM belongs to those who are alive. The BM belongs to those who are alive. They will also use it and carry on. So we brought nothing into this world, and we, but some people want to carry something along. Life does not permit. So Jesus said to this rich man, he said, Lord, how can I have eternal life? So listen, you must come to a place where you are willing to lose everything. If that is what is going to give you eternal life, you have to go in that direction. Jesus loved him. And he said, give it to me in Amplify. I want to read because certain understanding must come because in these last days, there's going to be a challenge between eternal life and material possession. As he was living on his journey, A man ran and knelt before him and asked him. It's a story I want you to catch. Good teacher. You who are essentially good and morally perfect. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? That is eternal salvation in the Messiah's kingdom. There is a kingdom ahead of those of us serving God. Our hope is not only an earthly hope. Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is essentially good by nature. We are all badder, badder people. By nature, God, we were born in sin. Except God alone. Except God alone. You know the commandment. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not testify falsely. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. The man replied him, Teacher, I have carefully kept all these commandments since my youth. Looking at him, Jesus felt love, high regard and compassion for him. And he said to him, You lack one thing. You lack one thing. Go. Sell all your property. Give the money to the poor. <laughs> you know, Jesus knows where the heart of rich people are. Maybe your own is not a property. It's one boy B you are following. Sell him. Hey, Sell him. Right. After the rich man, his, his, his bigger problem was money. You, you don't have anything already. You don't have anything already, but you, you have some. Some girl who has been giving you jollof. Sell her. Give up on her. You are, you are a gentleman struggling in school, so you have a sugar mommy. Give up on that old lady. Or you are a young girl here from school. You came to a crowd. You say, ah, like Charlie, love, no be cheap. Make her help myself. You have a sugar daddy with some pot belly who takes you on holidays, buying you things. You, you live like that. that view on campus, but you are not. Because since you came to school, nobody has ever visited you. And yet, you are using expensive things. For you, Jesus will not say go and sell what you have because you don't have anything. 
He will tell you, give up that old man. Some people are also here. What they have is that they are addicted to alcohol. Nicotine. They are so addicted. Without one bottle, they can't sleep. Some are addicted to chuchuism. All their life, there is a chuchuma behind there. And that's what you are holding on to. So what Jesus was actually telling the man that whatever you are holding on to, give it up. Give it up. So you don't interpret it to say that oh, rich people will not go to heaven. That's not what he said. That's not what he said because he himself makes people rich. But the man was holding on to something outside God. So I want to ask you, what are you holding on to? Is there anything you are holding on to apart from God? Sell it. Give it up. One thing you lack. If you have all the things minus God, you are still lacking. Go and sell all your property. And money. Give to the poor. When you finish, you will have abundant treasure in heaven. So question, where do you want to have your treasure? Where do you want to have your treasure? Are you heavily conscious? Many are just walking on earth. I want to make it. I want to make Oh yeah, yeah, you are going to make it. But you can make it in two ways. You can make it here and make it big time there. But you lack one thing. Success outside Jesus is not success. It's a curse. Don't succeed outside Jesus. Go sell everything you have. Then he said, come. Follow me. Becoming my disciples. Believing and trusting in me. And walking the same path of life that I walk. God wants us to walk his path. What is right to him must become right to us. What is wrong to him must become wrong to us. You cannot follow God when what is wrong to him is right to you. Yeah. You cannot. His mindset becomes your mindset. His values becomes your values. So, this is the price for eternal life. Give up everything that I hate. Come follow me. Be my disciple. Trusting in me. Walking the same path of life that I walk. So, the one thing that every man must do before every other thing else is that you must sacrifice to follow Jesus. Sacrifice to follow Jesus. Everything in your life that will let you lose Jesus. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. You cannot serve two masters. Give it up. Give it up. It might be some tradition you are holding on to. Jesus.
Jesus is offended by that tradition. Give it up. It might be a lifestyle. Jesus is offended by a lifestyle. Give it up. And that is the only way by which you can have eternal life. Else, you are going to end up in hell. So everybody that came to church today, I want to ask you, what are you holding on to that Jesus hates? Why must we follow Jesus? I'm speaking on the team. If you don't follow Jesus, you end up in hell. If you don't follow Jesus, you will end up in hell. Either you are following Jesus or you are anti-Jesus or anti-Christ. The word anti means against Christ. Your life must not be lived against Christ. What you like is against Christ. Where you go is against Christ. The things you do are against God. No! Give up everything. Become my disciples. Believing, trusting me, walking the same path that I walk. So ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is calling for fellowship. Not membership. Fellowship. Membership is different from fellowship. Now right now, you see, the political terrain is becoming very, very... Because in the same party, about 10 people are contesting. And everybody is saying something different against another one. They fight, fight, uh, finally when they choose one and then they come together. You see that there are different views and different diversions. So, they are in the same party. They are not following the same philosophy. They are not following the same thing. But you cannot be with Jesus... And you are following, so I say, give up everything you have. Come and walk the same path that I walk. Why must we follow Jesus? Number one, he is the way to the Father. Many people want to get to the Father around the world. Why? Everybody say, we are serving God. And they're giving the Father many names. Some call him Allah. Some call him whatever. Everybody has his own different name. And what they are trying to do is that they say, no, 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 no. We want to choose different ways of getting to the Father. But the question is, if it is the Father God you are looking after, then I want you to know, there are no, anybody you follow, you will be lost. John 14 says, Why must we give up everything and follow Jesus? He is the way to the Father. And have you seen that all the religions around the world, they want to get to the Father? Now, is it not true? Everybody wants to get to the Father. They want to use different means. The Chinese people are saying something. The Indians are saying something. The Arabs are saying something. The traditionalists are saying something. But I want to tell all of you. If it is the Father God you want to get to. There is only one way. And that's why you can't follow someone else. And end up with the Father. So John 14 says. I am the way. I am the truth. And the life. Now, the statement. No one cometh to the Father but by me. No fetish priest has been able to say that. No religious leader has been able to say that. Around the world, I challenge all of them. Everyone wants to get to the Father. Only one person has declared, I am the way to the Father. You don't follow Jesus, you are lost. Young man. Maybe you are in your room with six and seven and ten books of Moses. Moses is not the way to the Father. You are chanting. A few days ago, I saw a man saying, oh, if you are a member of Freemason, 
It doesn't matter. They don't do any evil, whatever. And somebody tested under. What are you doing in that secret room? Tell us that one. People want to use different means. And as a man of God, I should not be afraid to tell the truth. After what can you do? You will just say you will kill me. You kill me, fast track to heaven. I'm gone. A pastor who is afraid of them, he has not read his Bible. Jeff cannot threaten us. Paul said, for me to live is life. And to die is. And to die is. And to die is. So threaten that you kill a pastor. Yeah, it's not anything that you have done. When they stole Stephen, the Bible said, heaven stood at attention. My God. Sometimes our perchepe life have caused us not to receive salutation from heaven. But sometimes the difficulties that come to us, heaven is looking for gallant soldiers. Ay, 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 ay. Defenders of the faith. So I want to tell all my brothers and sisters around the world, if you are using any other way, you are lost. So Jesus told the rich man, the man believed that money will lead him to the father. He said, boy, money will not lead you to the father. Money will leave you from the father. Sell everything. Give it up. Follow me. I am the way to the father. So why must we follow Jesus? Number one, he is the way to the father. Number two, he is the way to abandon life. If you want to be rich, if you want to prosper, if you want to have abundance, Jesus is the way, not Lotto. Lotto will not give you abundance. Crookedness and stealing will not bring you to a bad life. John 10, 10. Why must we follow Jesus? That's the question we are answering today. If you are looking for abundant life, life of sufficiency, life of all things, then John 10, 10 says, the thief coming not, but to steal, to kill and to destroy. Now, another thing you have to understand, Jesus is speaking about I am the door. He says that. Everyone that came before me is a thief. I am the only door. Anyone that came through the window is a thief. So what Jesus is saying that all these other religious leaders that are saying we should follow them. They are the window men. He is the door. Somebody lift your hand and say Jesus is the door. You they try and go through any other, you end up in the window before them. The thief coming up, and there are many, many people who are stealing God's sheep. But to steal and to kill and to destroy, you follow any other method, any other person, three things will happen to you. You'll be stolen, you'll be destroyed, and you'll be killed. But I am come. The finished article. I, the man is too short. That they might have life. And have it more abundantly. That is Zoe. The God kind of life. Number three. So if you are looking for abundant life. Life of overflowing. Hey. They say kill your mother. You will see that kind of life. Sacrifice your sister. You are wrong. Are you looking for abundance of everything? Jesus is the way. Number three, he is the way to peace. This world needs peace. 
There are people you see them, they dress nicely, but there is no peace inside. Their way to peace, Isaiah 9 6. Mm-hmm. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You never know peace by buying a lot of gadgets. You never know peace by traveling to America. You never know peace by being promoted in your office. You never know peace by driving the latest car. You only know peace by knowing Jesus and accepting him as your Lord and personal Savior. Mm-hmm. Number four, he is the light. Why must I follow Jesus? He's the light. You follow any other person, you crash your leg. You end up in darkness. John 8, 12. He is the light. Everybody wants to walk in the light. Look at the way my characters are shining. Because of the light that is shining upon them. Light brings the beauty out of life. That's why if you don't take care, you marry on Facebook, you are in trouble. Because some people, when you see the real picture, it's another revelation. But they can put light on them. I don't want to remember some things. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. Please. You see, it's time we go back to the New Testament to read it again. Because people are getting confused with all these our revelations. We need a New Testament revelation back. I am the light of the world. Then he says, He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but he shall have the light of light. So if you want to have light in life, Jesus is the way. He will show you the right way to prosperity. The right way to good marriage. That's what he said. Light shows the way. The right way to longevity. There is no subject in life that Jesus has nothing to say about. The right way to live a life of holiness. He is the light. When you follow him, eh, you will not walk in darkness. You don't hit your leg against foot. You don't hit, you don't. I am the light. Any other way will lead you to darkness. Number five, he's the bread of life. If you want to be filled and fulfilled, the person you need is Jesus. <laughs> People ask me, where do you get your energy from? I will show you. My energy from number one, bread of life. I'm eating some bread. It's not Ghana tea bread though. Ghana tea bread will give you constipation. This bread, ay, 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 ay. it massages your body. It gives you divine energy. You go without hitting. You go without cracking. You have everlasting stamina. John 6.35 If you have Jesus, you will never hunger for food. Hunger for food. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life, not the bread of Ghana. Life. Life has bread. So, anybody without Jesus is actually hungering to death. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never test. Pastor Gideon said, I had food in the room. I had water in the room. 
and yet I wanted to commit suicide. Because rice and chicken is not the bread of life. It may be a bread for the afternoon, not for life. You can eat rice and chicken and you will die. The food will kill you. This bread does not kill. It gives eternal life. <laughs> so those of you who are hungry, you know why some men chase girls? Satisfaction. So he moved to Akwele. Akoko. Akurofi. He said, it's not working. Then he jumped to India. Then he moved to China. So on and on and on and on and on. But a man that has Jesus can stay with one wife because you don't marry because of satisfaction. You are already satisfied. (laughs) We are just married for companionship. My wife is there, you can ask. Me, when I travel, it's like I've forgotten everybody. So sometimes you call me, hey, you I'm there. So all this kind of gyration, anxiety, two minutes you call your children, where are you? Are you fine? I don't do those kind of things. I, I am settled in Jesus, my God. Settled. By the way, I never think evil. So evil never happens to me. You can be with me and think evil. It is your own cup of tea. I'm not thinking evil of any man. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> For as a man thinketh is in heart. So you see, I'm thinking good about everybody. So every day I'm feeling good. I've never sat in a place where people are ganging up against somebody. Never in my life. That people are planning how to destroy somebody. And you saw me in that meeting. Even it wasn't my ghost. Jesus is the bread of life. So you don't have him and chase girls. Because in Jesus, our satisfaction is not from sex. In Jesus, our satisfaction is not from alcohol, nicotine. One bottle. Not satisfied. Give him another bottle. Give him another bottle. Give him another bottle. Boy! Why will you stop bottling? But in Jesus, mine was everything. You can still be happy. Shoe or no shoe? Shoe or no shoe? Shoe or no shoe? If you need a particular dress to be satisfied, there is something wrong with your relationship with Jesus. If you need to eat a particular food before your spirit can come on yourself, there is something wrong. You don't have the bread of life. You have flour bread. And that one, when you eat, you always go hungry. Sometimes I ask myself, man, or this man, or this man, or this man, or can I survive? And I'll answer, yeah, I'm going to survive. He said, one thing thou lackest. Even though the man had everything. Why was Jesus still telling him you lack one thing? Because the many things is not the bread. Jesus is the bread of life. So in case you are here, 
you are thinking about leaving Jesus and going after something, brother, you'll never be satisfied. You'll never be satisfied. You'll never be satisfied. You can travel all over the world like an air hoster. It won't bring you satisfaction. You'll never be satisfied. Number six, Jesus is the water of life. He is the water of life. You don't have Jesus in your life. You will test and test and drink all drinkables until you die out of stupor. You will drink all kinds of alcohol because you think something should satisfy your test. Jesus is the water of life. John 4, 13. Jesus met the woman at the well. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall test again. He was talking about normal water. Continue, follow me. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give shall never test. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. What are you drinking? Ask your friend, what are you drinking? You know some Christians have problem with alcohol. As I'm even talking, there is whiskey in their fridge. He's a believer. You have a big problem. Now, you can't detach yourself from the Guinness bottle. You can't detach yourself from anything that is alcoholic. Hey, hey, hey. I heard of a pastor who was still drinking and he would put traditional medicine inside the bottle. And when people say, oh, may the shed grow. The doctor says that I need a little alcohol to put it. Because you see, his satisfaction was from another realm. Jesus tells you, whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him, shall never test but the water that i shall give him shall be him a well of water spring it up into everlasting now listen this is the reason why prostitutes after sleeping with all kinds of men they, they now move to dogs because see the question is is not who you are sleeping with the devil gives you something that never satisfies so you go on and on and on and on and on and on until this one will not satisfy this one not, and now you start thinking that okay i need woman to woman maybe then you get to that place you join the alphabet people still and studies have shown that all these transgender lesbians and whatever they have 70 percent propensity of committing suicide because you see after you have tried all this thing when the satisfaction doesn't come you now say now let me end my life but you are not actually ending your life. All dead people are still alive. You are actually going to hell. Don't predicate the satisfaction of your life on alcohol. Nicotine. Papatine. Tell your friend, neighbor, Jesus is enough. Shake him and say, Jesus is enough. The Gucci designer. His boyfriend shot him. He was a gay. We told them millions. Versace. Versace man. 
he had one boyfriend. He wasn't satisfied. He brought another boy. And the first boy said, you can't divorce me. So that when I'm even discussing some of this, and he looks some, some way. A man having boys. Not boys he gave birth to. His husbands. 20 years old. No satisfaction. Revelation 7, 17. Why everybody must follow Jesus? If you are sitting here, you are a young boy, and you have started following things. You go, 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 go. So stop going. Only one thing you need, one thing thou lackest. When you get Jesus, that is all. He's the bread, he's the water, he's peace, he's everything. And I'm also talking to other believers that understand this message and put a full stop for running after many things because you don't need many things like that. One thing, thou lackest, he didn't say two things. Having Jesus is enough. There are those who are also born again. They are never satisfied with anything. Because of ignorance. This week I'm reading a book by uh, the man God uses Oswald J. Smith. And he got to a place and he was talking about sacrificing your life to God. He talked about sacrificing your time. Then he got to money and he said, don't give God one tenth. Give him all. I said, what? Then he continued. He said, sometimes, instead of living in a big house, live in a normal house so you can give the rest of the money for missions. I said, the man is talking. Understand what you are talking now. Then he said, sometimes, instead of buying something $100, you can get something of the same class, $60. Take it, you can get 40 and give to the work of God. I said, this man is talking. Then he said, people have nothing to give to God because they don't understand the theology of money. I said, what is the theology of money? He said, people say, I've given my money to God. They are wrong. Rather, they should think about how much of his money they have kept to themselves. I said, my God. When you are giving, Ask yourself. Don't say how much you have given. How much of his money you have kept. Because all money belongs to him. Kai, I took my pen. I changed my theology. As I decided to give 70% of my money to God. Now, Nente. No, no, I'm a backslider. I've given, I've given. He said, think about what is left. Because every money you have belongs to him. Don't think about how much you gave him, but how much you kept from him. Because it is his money. So, I'm now moving into sanctification. I, I copied that portion. I copied that portion. And he said, if people will live a certain kind of lifestyle, everybody will have money to give to the work of God. Everybody will have. Because there are people who don't care. To buy wheat, 6,000. But for one year, they are tied to not reach 6,000. Because you know what they are thinking? It's my money. I work for it. You have none, no. Nothing is yours. And I can prove it to you. John 3, 27. A man can receive nothing. 
a man can receive nothing. Why is it that when we are giving for evangelism, you can't give? The breakfast is too much. The lunch is too sumptuous. But in Ghana here, we know that somebody can even eat fried plantain hmm? with small peanut and you add water to it. It charges you. Another person, no. Except he goes to Kimpiski by force. And settle for 300. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that will prevent you from giving to your maker, then you have no business eating that food. Because at the end of the day, nobody will judge you for the restaurants you have eaten from. Maybe you even ate from the Cedar restaurant. It's in Australia. It's a tree. In the, the, the tree is so big that they created a restaurant inside the tree. You can even eat from the Cedar restaurant. But when they check your account, how much have you given to missions? That's when you know you have been a fool all your life. You have to understand that now God owes you. You are his property. Many Christians don't understand they are God's property. You begin to succeed in your Christian life when you begin to understand. I am God's property. Everything I have belongs to him. That's the day your Christianity starts making meaning. And that's the day heaven will begin to recognize you. So Jesus told the man, give everything you have. And come and follow me. Give everything you have. That's how to receive eternal life. Finally, finally. (laughs) Is the way to the Father, the way to abundant life, the way to peace. Jesus is the way to light. He's the bread of life. He's the water of life. He is the way out of hell. All men are on their way to hell. We were on our way to hell. The place of judgment for wicked sinners. All of us were wicked before. But any time you allow Jesus to come in, he provides a way out. John 3, 16 and 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting. Now I've come to like the 17 and 18. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 18. He that believeth on him is condemned to eternal fire, to a waterless place, a place of stench, a place with demons, a place of heat and fire is condemned to that place already. Because, not because he was drinking alcohol, because, now, ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand why people go to hell. They don't go to hell because they are humanizers. They go to hell because they have not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. This is why men go to hell. Not believing that Jesus is the way to the father. He is the way. He is the water. He is the bread. Not believing that is why men go to hell. So I want to ask you, have you believed that Jesus is the water of life? Have you believed that he's the bread of life? Have you believed he's the only way to the Father? Like Kuka said, do you really believe Jesus is God? They come with all these controversial questions. 
This man that used to interview people on CNN, I think he's there. One day asked a man of God, Larry King, he said to a pastor, is there only one way to God or there are many ways? The pastor could answer. And that pastor is a big pastor, so let me leave him. I don't criticize brothers. Maybe now he has changed his mind. He said, really? I, 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 I don't know, but I, I believe that there are other many ways. Hey, brother, where are you quoting from? Which book is your reference book? You see, today because of intellectualism, people want to be wiser than the Bible, but no man born of a woman can ever be wiser than God. Tell your friend, get all your answers from this book. Get all your answers. Bring answers to any question from anywhere. Get all your answers from this book. Jesus is the way. Out of hell. And the Lord told me, you have to stop preaching about hell. Bring that idea back. Yesterday he came because my God, Chantel was there. You know, if I preach any other message, those who are vacillating, they don't they think they are going to heaven. But when I began to bring that revelation, I even saw Christians giving their life to Jesus. Because the fact that you are singing does not mean that you are born again. Maybe you used to sing in the world, and uh, people were not recognizing you. So you joined the choir. And some people feel that going to church makes them born again. You are wrong. We don't make it to heaven based on going to church. Because church can be a club. This is the key. John 3, 18. You know 16, but today let's analyze 18. Because sometimes some scripture becomes so popular. You know what he's saying, but you don't know what he's not saying, but he's saying Amplify John 3 18. Pay attention here. I'm bargaining for your soul. Whosoever believes and has decided to trust in him as personal savior and lord, not as a provider. Personal, because you can see Jesus in many ways. My brothers, the Muslims, they see Jesus as another prophet. And that is why they will go to hell. The way you, you see, the Bible said in John 10, he said. He that receive a prophet as a prophet, meaning that you can receive a prophet as a classmate. You can receive as a, a prophet as a brother. You, some people are even in the church, they think I'm their son. Say, My son, me, I'm your son. I'm your father, I'm a pastor. All these traditional beliefs. Because you are older than me, I'm your son. So Jesus is who to you? He died at 30. He's also your son. Jesus is also your son because you are older than him. Why are you more interested in age, 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 age? Where is Matusala now? Whosoever believes and has decided. Now listen to me, I want you to pay attention. Maybe you when you go to church, people say oh, he's a good man. That's why you are in the church. Oh, Jesus is your provider. Or some demons are chasing your people told you when you go to church and you mention so your Bible is under your pillow. Every night you show it. Demons have a Bible here. You are not even reading it. He that has decided, so it's a choice. Somebody say it's a choice. How many have decided today to make Jesus their Lord and personal Savior?
Maybe you are a young man. You came to church because your mother said, let's go. Hey, young man. Young man, your mother brought you, but you must decide. Decide to trust in him. Not as a provider. Not as a protector. Not as a whatever religious leader. But this time, as a personal savior and lord. For instance, me as I'm standing here, to my wife, I'm her what? Husband. It takes a spiritual woman to see the husband at the same time as my pastor. My friend, Abiyoyumi said, his wife always give him seed because his wife said, you are my pastor. If you sow seed to my pastor, I sow. But how many can see that way? So, the same person, eh? Jesus, his brothers treated him as one of the carpenter apprentices in March 6. So, I'm trying to bring you away. The way you see Jesus matter. If to you is one of the prophets, you go to hell. You go to hell. Don't see him as one of the prophets. That's why he categorically explains. Whosoever sees him as a person, what shall you go? What religion? Then you write Christianity. And yet, you have never been born again. What do you want to swear by? This is the Quran. This is Boduya. This is the Bible. They say, no, 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 no. I think the judge is a Christian. Give me the Bible. You can swear by the Bible a billion times. If you don't know the Jesus of the Bible, you go to hell. I want to ask your friend, who is Jesus to you? Is he another prophet? Or a protector? Some of you, you say, Jesus is your security man. In the night, you say, Jesus, take over this household. Take over this household. Then you take your guineas, then you sleep. You have turned him into a security man. Your grandmother told you that when you have a bad dream, shout Jesus. So that is what you have been doing. You wait out until there is a bad dream. Without a bad dream, his name will never be mentioned in your house. So he is many things to many people. But I want you to know. You need to see him in a particular light. He's not one of the religious leaders. He's not one of the leaders of an organization. He's not one of the leaders of the many religions in the world. You have to decide to trust him as personal savior and Lord. The person that takes him as a personal savior and Lord is not judged. For this one, there is no judgment, no rejection, no condemnation. The one that have received him as a personal savior, not as a religious leader, there is no condemnation, there is no judgment, no rejection. Nesbeth, but what? But who does not believe and has decided to reject him as personal savior and Lord is judged already. That one has been convicted and sentenced because he has not believed and trusted in the name. One and only begotten son of God. So the problem is not with God, it's with Jesus. And this is what is confusing my brothers, the Muslims. They don't have a problem with God. When you say God, Allah, everything is fine, man. So when you are going before Allah, wash all the washables. Everything is fine. 
But once you mention Jesus, they are offended. So the Bible said, Jesus has been made a block of offense. A block of offense. Because of him, that's why many will go to hell, not because of God. This Jesus is a big deal. This Jesus is a big deal. I like this one, my God. The only begotten son of God, the one who is truly unique. The only one of his kind. The one who alone can save him. Lift your hand and say, only Jesus saves. Please lift your hands and shoot it up and say, say it three times until you convince yourself. Only Jesus saves. I'm going to say something you may not even like. Even God has not saved. Only Jesus. He has committed salvation. You see, it's like going to your boss, and then your boss has already given that job to somebody. He said, Boss, boss, I need admission. He said, No, 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 no. Go to the provider chancellor. He's the one in charge. That is what God has done. It will confuse many, 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 many people. You go to President Kufuado that you are looking for accommodation at Wege. Abba. To the minister of education, you say no. I hate him. Any body of you. God has committed salvation. And you see, God, eh, He doesn't break His laws, He doesn't break His ranks. Lift your hand and say, Thank God I'm safe. I want to ask your neighbor, neighbor, have you believed in Jesus? Don't say God. If you say God, you are giving the devil chance. Have you believed in Jesus? COD, have you seen that you meet many people? He said, You go, oh, I believe in God. They can't use Jesus. <laughs> they can't use that name. I believe in God. I believe in God. Because you see, God cannot be seen. But Jesus is the one impersonating God. Clap your hands for the Lord. Do you believe in Jesus? Salvation comes through only one person. His name is called Jesus. And so, if you don't believe in him, you are going to suffer three things. Number one, the burden of sin. There is a burden that sin brings. And only Jesus can carry that burden. And when that burden is on you, you go to hell. When you appear in eternity, they say, ah, this man, the burden of sin, he's still carrying it. You go to hell. John 3, 17 and 18. He that believes is condemned already. The burden of sin is taken off. From Jesus when we believe in him. Number two. When you reject Jesus. You become poor and destitute. Poor and destitute. Luke 16 24. The rich man lifted up his eye. Ah. And he cried and said. Father Abraham. Have mercy on me. Son Lazarus. That he may dip his finger in water. And cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. The rich man has now become a beggar. A man who was rich without God has become a beggar. But Lazarus, the poor man, has now become a rich man. So, when you reject Jesus, you have rejected every good thing in life. Number three, thing that happens to you when you reject Jesus. When you reject Jesus, you are going to suffer regret for missing that chance. The day you, you land in hell, you say, ah, I heard preaching. I saw pastors. They did crusade behind my house. Why I didn't believe? That regret alone can run you mad. The regret of rejecting the gospel. Psalm 107 verse 10 from the PTP translation. I'm trying to explain salvation. If you are here, you don't know Jesus. 
you are going to church. It doesn't matter. You can be a man servant or a maid servant or a middle servant in the church. It doesn't change anything. She must decide to believe in him. He says, some of us once sat in darkness. Living in the dark shadows of death, we were prisoners to our pain, chained to our regrets. Everyone that rejects Jesus today, your greatest pain will one day be, ah, 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 I had opportunity to believe. I had opportunity. My brother was a pastor. I went a pastor on TikTok. I saw him on TV. Ah, 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 ah. Why did I miss this opportunity? Because everybody that will ever go to hell, God will want, in one time in your life, he will give you that chance. I pity old believers who can be so offended in church and they will take a decision. I'm no more singing in the choir. What kind of audacity is that? What kind of audacity is that? I'm not going to that church. And I won't go to any other church again. They are all bad, bad people. Who are you? It's a curse. Some of us once sat in darkness. Living in the dark shadows of death. So anybody who is not born again... You are living in the shadows of death. Shadows of death. We were prisoners to our pain. And chained to our regret. The greatest regret. Sometimes, some people regret for not marrying certain people. Ah! Are you too late? The man came to you. At that time, he was broke. But you knew that was God's choice. But you were looking at material possession. And that's all. Hey. And the man later leaves. And then one day, as you are watching your TV, boom. One day you hear the richest man in town. Boom. The regret. The regret. In my own life, a woman fought her daughter until the woman died. I was told. They say anytime you come on the TV, there is a fight in this house. You are the reason, you are the reason, you are the reason, you are the reason, you are the reason. The reason for my rejection. But today, Christ in me has become the hope of glory. The pain of regret. Maybe you are in this service. You have to give your life to Jesus. You must decide. If you reject one day, this scripture will become evident in your life. The pain, the chain, we are chained to our regret. Everybody that goes to hell, you remember all your life. You see, some people say, like, a quarifonium tour. That song is a true song. Equity, bravo. Are you born again? Or you have married a Christian wife, so you think you are saved? Because you are reading the scripture, the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. He says sanctified, he didn't say born again. 
The pain of regret. That's my last message to you. The day you land in hell, you remember this preaching. How some Christians gave you flyers. You threw it away. Now, a certain man went to heaven and they showed him a picture of somebody that was sitting in his car and somebody came with a flyer. And he said, Jesus loves it. Hi. When the man went to hell, that was the picture Jesus brought. He said, look at you. People don't know that God is videoing their life. Where you were yesterday night has been video. That car you bought, where you got the money from? Yes. Everybody's life will be played. That's where the regret comes from. Your wife knows you are very faithful, but you have a lie something somewhere. Error. The pain. Oh, I was closer to the gate of heaven. I was serving my pastor water. I was serving my pastor water. The pain. My mother took me to church many times. My uncle invited me to meetings. Oh, I used to see my uncle pray. I don't know why I didn't join him. I used to see my auntie. When I went to that funeral, we were drinking alcohol. My auntie didn't drink. Ah, the Lord used that one to pray to me. Said, why is your auntie not drinking? It was a message to me, but I never pay attention. I never pay attention. When I was in school, in my hostel room, there was this Christian sister. You won't go out for entertainment. You won't do anything. Every day, she's praying. I used to laugh at her. Ah, this girl is colo girl. He doesn't have a boyfriend. That's why she's getting mad. That's why she has menstrual problem. She doesn't have sex. But I used to feel there is something strange about that girl. Every Sunday he carries his Bible. Now you begin to see visions. The lady carrying Bible and going to church. And you are lying there and you are playing. You are playing. That night we met. I will never forget. And I'm not. You are fooling away your time. Jesus will bring all those pictures. And the day, one day, you told your classmate that you go to church. On Sunday morning you told him you don't have a dress to wear. And that's how you miss salvation. And two days later, you died. The regret. God don't judge anybody as not giving chance to repent. He will give everybody chance. All other people stoning Christians. When they see a pastor, they stone him. The stone will say, brother, I didn't want to stone the pastor. You threw me. I reject you. Ladies and gentlemen, there's trouble. Who is going to hell? Revelation 21, 8. Amplify. Who is going to hell? <laughs> but as for cowards and the unbelieving, abominable, who are devoid of character and personal integrity and practices or tolerate immorality, those who tolerate immorality, murderers and sorcerers with intoxicating drugs, idolaters, charge. Which alcohol is one of them? You charge. You begin to see two two visions. It can be pills. It can be be careful. You see, intoxicating drug and idolaters, idol worshippers. Today, idol worshippers are saying we should leave them. Ah, anybody can serve whatever you want to serve. Brother, you are wrong. You are not the one talking. Demons are talking through you. And I pray that your eyes open. Who told you you are created to serve an idol? 
to sell stones and to sell water and to sell who told you amongst all the things that God created human being is next to God so when did you start bowing down to water and stones human beings is next to God when did you start bowing to chickens when did you start the number two person started bowing to mountain images you are wrong you are on your way to hell who practices and teach false religion and all liars who are what who knowingly deceive and twist the truth that's why when I'm preaching I preach with my eye red if I remove one point because maybe my, I myself have a girlfriend in the church Timmy Drew, huh? I skipped that point. I'm twisting the truth. I'm doing what? Twisting the truth. They will have their part in the lake that blazes with fire and brings to which is the second death. Ask your brother, are you going? Ask him, are you going? Are you going? Are you going? Are you going? First Corinthians 6, 9, 10. First Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. If you are here today, you are not born again. 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 We are begging for your soul. Because some time ago, yeah, we must also come for you. Mpenifosi said, Well, what car and son are chichering cabra? And Faso be anyone man cabra chichere for. It's a very deep problem. But it's a very simple explanation. If you have medicine that can charm a snake and you wait for the snake to bite somebody. After the snake has beaten somebody, he says, The person has died. This is why we came to you, Osu, places, wherever, going. Yesterday, we routed the whole Yoruba campus. And I was telling them, You people are teachers, eh? We need to put God in you, so you put God in our children. Don't think we are mad. Some of us on the road, we almost died twice. 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 Paul said, Many, many, many shipwrecks. He was talking about accident near death. Experience. Yesterday, somebody almost hit my car. My God. Did hey, my God. We are on our way going to win shows. All these things. In all these things, we are more than what? Congress. I preach on Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday, I preach to I preach at a garbage church, white man's church. I came to preach at the crusade. Um, Friday, I went to preach at Dansuma. Then I went to National Conference Center. I finished all the preaching at 12 midnight. Early morning, Pastor Adams won't let me sleep. He came to carry me. Where are we going? We are on our way going to Winneba. And you know Cape Coast Road on the baddest road in the world. By the grace of God, we saw a motorcade by one minister. We joined because our car to look ministerial. <laughs> then one we go, pop up. Then the motorcade man stopped. To come and remove people from the market and say, Me? He's a minister, I'm a minister. Nalayo. Why 
why don't you do the road so that all of us will use? When it comes to you, you use motor. And I will join the line. I won't join. Motor. Pa, 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 pa. They were there five minutes. We were there four minutes. Sha, 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 sha. Life. We almost died going to rescue souls. So you are here. Some asophobi but we feel on the ball. We say, hey, hey, I'm not playing. One of the chapel. Men, you want to say, we'll be in the BBA. No, Kranen said, Whoa, who he am a ready? Tell to somebody and say, Who he am a ready? Yes. I'm showing those who are on your way to work. So when you see yourself, then you jump out. That's my last quotation. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral. Some are also born again. But the waste ain't man a chance. I curse your waste in the name of Jesus. If this your waste is going to take you to hell, they'll be a they be a day. We chat three days dry fast, man. We are not feeling quite feeling. Young men who can't sit in one place. In this skirt, you see, you are following. One day you follow anaconda, anaconda. <laughs> Sexually immoral. One of the things you got to do when you get born again is to control your emotions. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is no more. I can't sleep without sex. Are you correct? One thing thou like it. Did he say it's sex? So the one thing you need is Jesus. That's right. That's right. Clap your hands for all the Roman fathers. The correct ones. The Roman fathers. But his grace is sufficient. Preacher, for the Lord. It is a Roman father. A Timon Trans all in life. Roman sister, all in life. Kakana Wenyan, yeah. Sexually immoral. No idolaters. No adulteresses. No effeminate. And I'm making your time. And I mean now. It's in your mechanic of a boy brain. Oh, Christo Dibana Katasa. Why are you now? You are sick. Fire on the altar. A believer talking like this. Why are you allowing your emotions to drive you to hell? To drive you to hell. Kakana wanyana. One thing thou lackest. One thing. It didn't say sex. It didn't say men. It didn't say money. It said sell everything you have and follow Jesus. One thing you lack. Let your emotions go. Let whatever go. Whatever go. The missionaries that left America and came to Ghana, they didn't come with their wives. Why have we become so sexually overactive? Overactive. 
Ushenoma, 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 ushenoma. Kristo ni pornography. 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 Are you a dog? Even dogs, they know their girlfriends. I read about the eagle. Eagles do not mismate. An eagle has one wife for their all their life. The eagle can fly from America to Africa. None of the Ghana girls can come shake an eagle. Eagles, they are animals. They marry once. They don't mismate. Like the eagle sleep with this one. That is dog lifestyle. The Bible never compare you to a dog. He say you are an eagle. They that shall mount up with wings like what? Shake and give some eagle congratulations. Say you are not a dog. You are an eagle, my friend. You are not a dog. We do this all sexual things. My emotions. This, this. Watching pornography. Watching whatever. I want a star. I want a car. What is wrong with you, my friend? It will take you to hell. We are not dogs. We are eagles. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, not like police dogs. Maybe nobody told you. You used to be a dog. Now that you are born again, you are an eagle. Congratulate an eagle sitting beside you. And tell him one wife is enough. One. One husband is enough. My friend here. And adulteresses, and adulteresses. Why would he talk about adulteresses? People who are married in the church and they are still following other girls. You remember when we were having dinner with Bishop Noah Jones? He got married at 71. He said, Man of God, the woman gave me trouble. At a point, 75 women proposed to the man of God. 75. He said he went to a preach in a place. A woman walked up to hey, Have you forgotten the Lord told you I'm your wife? Hey. And then his people said, hey madam. He said, tomorrow I will show you. The next day the woman came like a witch. Life. Life. I will eat you. And then when he finished, he said, man, but thank God, God gave me a correct woman. God gave me a correct woman. <laughs> Adulteress, not effeminate by perversion. Not those who practice, participate in homosexuality. Today, pastor can't even say. Yesterday, I met a white man. He said, when I watch the way you preach, you go to America, go and talk to my people there. They are getting mad. The white man told me. And thank God, last week in the city of Kentucky, they have also ruled. They don't want any uh, alphabetical nonsense. Do you know alphabet? <laughs> Kentucky city. Now, because of what was done in some of the African nations, the white people are now waking up. Yes. Alphabet there. 
Now the Americans are waking up. In the American military base, gay people wanted to do they stop them. They say, No, 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 don't bring this thing here. Don't bring this thing here. Homosexuality. No thieves. No the greedy, drunkards, revelers. Whose words are used as weapons of abuse? Wasiak, wasiak, wasiak. Christians talking like this. A Christian. You are in the list. Look at it. A reveller is somebody who abuses people with the words of his mouth. Because see, when you insult human beings like that, you are degrading God's nature. Every human being carries God's nature. Don't look at people the way they are dressed, whether they can speak English. That is not what makes them human beings. It is the breath of God that makes them living so. Be careful. Eh? Yeah, you'll be back at Krabet now in chain. A day. Sister day. The girl goes to sleep at 2 a.m. You wake the girl up at 3 a.m. Now, oh, mother, no mother. Your children become educated idiots. Yes, be careful. Christians who abuse with their words, the Bible says you are in the candidate of those going to hell. I'm not the one saying I'm reading it. Those who use words as weapons of abuse, insult and humiliate and intimidate or slanders. Swindlers. Can you give me a thousand Ghana? Tuesday, I will bring it. Tuesday. Tuesday. The Tuesday is now one year. Swindlers will inherit nor have any share in the... See, be afraid of the Bible. They won't have any share. I can pamper you as a pastor and try to say, oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, grace. I'm lying. Read the Bible. They won't have any share in the kingdom of God. Lift your hands to the Lord. Tell your friend, neighbor, this is the work of God. 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 What is the church in the church? It is by the wayside. That's not the way. That's not the way. This is the work of God. Somebody get excited, praise God for the number of souls. I want you to take, you see, this is the way. Yesterday, Somebody sent me money from America last weekend. He said, Bishop, this is for campus evasion. So yesterday, I sent him the pictures of the people that got born again. I said, see, this is what your money is doing. One of our ladies was traveling to London with his family. He sent Pastor Prince $300. Because, you see, when you are in the church and you hear announcement, don't act as if you don't know what is going on. See, these are men. Somebody will come here and you drop 10000 Somebody gave 8000 Somebody pay for all the meat pie. Because all the students will give them food. Somebody pay for this. Yeah, kingdom. Somebody said, I'm going to drive my own bus. When you hear the announcement, respond. You are filling your own bank account in heaven. And I tell you, holy healers, when you go to heaven, you'll be among the happiest citizens of heaven. Close your eyes. Are you ready for heaven? This morning you are here. You are not born again. 
You are not born again. You want to say pastor? I'm making a one-time decision. To follow Jesus. These things are no jokes. When I see people, I'm thinking. If this person dies. Except the Bible description about hell is not true. But if it is true. You shouldn't go there. Speak in the gap for me. Somebody invited you to church. We are not playing games. We are negotiating for your life. You die without Jesus. I can't describe how horrible your life will be. I will be a very bad man. If I only want you to be do well on earth. Pass you miss heaven. So today. You are sitting anywhere. Offering is not our target. We didn't bring you here to collect offering from you. Those in the church are more blessed than those outside. So it's not an unbelievers offering we are looking for. You are now about to walk into your inheritance. You are here. You are not born again. I beg you. Maybe tomorrow will not find you. Jesus can come now. Lift up your hands. God bless you. Lift your hands. Because of you, I'm screaming like this. I'm not preaching because of those in the church. You. You must be born again. You must be born again. It's a must. If you reject, you will regret for the rest of your life. Come. Come. Church is not politics. Where we say come for bag of rice. No. One thing thou lackest. Give up everything. Come and follow Jesus. That's what you know. You have seen girls, you have seen alcohol, you have whatever. Come from outside. Many are outside. Dominion, wherever you are, want to at the altar here. We don't need your offering. You are not the one to collect offering. You are not already even in the inheritance. We always need your offering to go to Hey! Are you sure if you die today, you make it to heaven? 
Run for your life. Run, 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 run. I won't bring you here and give you tea. You don't need tea. One thing thou lacketh. One thing. One thing. One thing. You don't need a phone. One thing thou lacketh. Follow Jesus. Holy Hill, don't get tired. The people are coming on. The people are coming on. Phone. Today is Salvation Sunday. One thing thou lackest. That is Jesus. You think you need money? No, 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 no. Money doesn't give eternal life. He will give you the water of life. He will give you the bread of life. How can my brothers get tired just clapping for people to respond to altar? Yeah, what you are, what you are, baby, now remember. One thing thou lackest. Yeah. One thing. The books we are giving you, some people have already paid. One you are a fine girl, but you, you left it one more thing. You are educated at one more thing. Hey. You are a full talented boy. One more thing. One thing thou lackest. One thing thou lackest. You are a nice guy, but do you have that one thing? We are branding Give up everything. And follow Jesus. One thing. One thing. One thing. I got that one thing many years ago. Pastor Savior got it. Reverend Prince got it. That's why we are satisfied. Unbelievers think we need the things that they have. We don't need it. We don't need it. I, I will never like to be anybody. Never. Never. I want to be here or I want to live in a whatever. No. Jesus didn't say that wanting to get American passport. Yes, wanting that like When you get salvation, it is enough. Yesterday, my classmate called me. He was standing between. The border of North Africa and Italy. Now, North Africa and Italy. It's a bishop. What's he bishop? Yeah, bishop. Um, I'm planting churches and I'm using the migrant. And he sent me a picture. I said, These guys you see, they travel on the Mediterranean Sea just to go to Europe. But by the time they get here, many have died. So I am here. When they come, I catch them. He said, This is a new way by which we are planting churches among the migrants. And I was happy. I told him, hey, I'm going to send you two missionaries. So now, as soon as they come out of the ship, those who didn't die, 
He's within that border. He gave me a certain number. People are traveling. He said, every day. He sent me a picture. I said, all these guys you see are Ghanaians. They travel on the Mediterranean Sea. You know the reason why? The one thing that the church is supposed to give to the world, that's not what we are giving them. That's not what we are giving. We are giving boreholes. It's not a bad thing. But the one thing that Jesus said, give up everything and follow me. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Please, can you pray for these people? You have gotten that one thing, they are yet to get it. And Holy Hill will never change his vision. We have one vision. One. One to save the dying world. To save souls. You are not part of the vision. Go and join another church. Lift up All of you standing here. I want you to. I want you to shout Jesus three times. Everyone, you are lift up your hands. Shout Jesus. Shout again, Jesus. Shout again, Jesus. Jesus. I am a sinner. Please forgive me. My sins. I receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. Wipe away all my sins by your blood. I open my heart. Come into my heart, dear Lord Jesus. Come into my heart, dear Lord Jesus. Today, I'm born again. I repent of all my sins. From today, Jesus is my Lord. And personal savior. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe your needs were met and every word kept you in closer fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Once more, Find us on Facebook by searching Holy Hill Chapel AG or Reverend Kojo Boatendempa. Or you can join our Supernatural Generation family. You can also subscribe on YouTube by searching Kojo Boatendempa for our video messages to further boost your faith. We look forward to hearing your testimony through any of our social media handles on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.